gents what's good people it's reg it's stone and we are out here we've got a new product all over body condoms right now <laughs> we've got things out there monkey pox sounds scary as shit looks scary as shit <laughs> maybe you're at home like yo I can't hug nobody. We were locked up for two years. I can't touch nobody. Locked up for two years. The terror of going to a public bathroom. We at Regenstone Industries have solved it. <laughs> Wrap yourself in nice styrofoam slash plastic hybrid. Creak with your steps, but know that you're safe. Mm. Obviously, weatherproof, rainproof. I won't say summerproof because Lord knows you're probably like a bag right about now with the heat wave. <laughs> but... At least you know you'll be safe. <laughs> Bro, again, I don't have the headspace for monkey parks. Like, I am a COVID survivor. Like, I, I did two weeks in the, in the clink <laughs> with COVID. <laughs> two, two week sentence. <laughs> like, come on, fam. You can't give me mon- monkey pox. Like, that, that can't happen. <laughs> <laughs> what else do I need, you know? Oh man, <laughs> dude! I I hope everybody's staying safe out there. Like I, yo, po- you see, like a uh, fucking polio is back, bruh, bruh, polio. There's polio out in like Rockland in, County, like in water, bruh, in water. <laughs> Even your force is not safe. Watch for the showers. Watch for the showers. <laughs> 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 Oh man! Uh. <laughs> but uh, some some things, some 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 definitely some serious things happened these last few weeks. But there is one shining light out of nowhere, like 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 the beautiful black angel that she is. Beyonce dropped the record, well received record, which we will talk about in a moment. But even Beyonce, that's how bad this timeline is. She couldn't even drop a record and be like, yo, here's my new record. It's like you drop the record and it's like, I drove her seat. <laughs> also, out, not out of nowhere, we had a month notice, you know, like she, she, oh, gave yeah, us, true. She, she gave us some headway that the queen will return. Beyonce will yes. save us all. Um, but yeah, even Beyonce couldn't, couldn't just like drop an album. <laughs> <laughs> The, the cancel bullets were ready, man. They were, they were, they were, they were cocks. <laughs> Snipers on the roof. Oh, man. Um, I mean, I guess, like, we, we can start with the controversy of the album. I do want to talk about the album, album, but. Which we will definitely know, get to. Um, you know, the, the use of the word, and, and maybe now this is a slur, um, but, like, it's really funny. So, the word spaz. Or you know, spazzing out um, is now canceled. But you've had two pop stars now, both Lizzo and Beyonce, use them in their albums. And I, I think this is really interesting because, like, you know, Beyonce removed the album, like the 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 verse or whatever from her album. Lizzo kind of did the same thing, but Lizzo's album came out like a month before Beyonce's. <laughs> And nobody at Parkwood was like, well, maybe we shouldn't use this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like, I, and it's, I, you know, look, I, I, we were just talking before the, 
you know, we started recording, like, look, things are, things are changing in the world. And, you know, the things that we would say 10 years ago, <laughs> you know, will not fly tonight. Will not fly, you know, and it is what it is. Um, I thought, I just thought it was like really peculiar that like nobody in team Beyonce was just like, Hey, like, you know, like Lizzo got in trouble for this. <laughs> I you know I understand Beyonce is you know it's above Lizzo in terms of like stature, but like they still gonna come for you, Bay. You know they they're still gonna come for you. You know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's because I could kind of get. Here's the thing, right? So it's a big rollout. Websites going up, pre-sales of merch and CDs and albums, and so I get how a lot of things are happening. So this is a relatively minor thing. But the thing is, at the same time, she's a big star. So yeah. I guarantee you, a lot of those, there's a lot of people who are specifically paid to kind of follow up on those minor things. So it's it's very kind of shocking and kind of leaked out there. Um, I do think it's kind of fascinating that it kind of, like you said, it, point, it happened literally a month after Lizzo. I Obviously, I'm not going to regurgitate all the internet wars over the term. And I think it's kind of fairly safe to say, looking at the track record, I don't think Beyonce or Lizzo are suddenly like, yo, fuck, fuck cerebral palsy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think they were trying to be ableist. Um, obviously, it's something we're all kind of getting used to because there's a lot of bad habits we have. So I do think it's good. I mean, from my perspective, like I guess I think it's a little unfortunate because, you know, not to say it overshadowed the album. But it, it, it's kind of weird to kind of, you know, like have weird like, like and but maybe not. Maybe the idea is to have the conversation. But, you know, it, it's kind of weird to have pretty much to kind of take to say the biggest pop release of the year just kind of end up being a, around a word. So I'm kind of happy she kind of went and kind of erased it relatively quickly because that's not what it was about or even the intent. So it's a positive thing. But I mean, it's kind of fascinating where like, you know, you're in a space, you know, back in the days it was just like, hey. Is this album good or not? You know, what are the beats are like? You know, maybe you might have like some, some you know, some, the most controversy you might have are some subliminal disses. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, you know, maybe you're getting yeah. a Joni Mitchell on <laughs> and throwing some darts at some fucking ex-boyfriend. Who knows? This is like, you know, a little new kind of uncharted territory. It's kind of cool we have the tech to kind of fix it. It's not that big of a deal. Like going back to like, like how we were talking about censored versions. I mean, we're kind of used to like, you know, the certain edits and things switching around and you know it's not necessarily any something necessarily new it's probably new just because you know it's just, it's just fascinating like with one button press everybody's hard drive changes <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Or just like>. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like something i think that like i mean uh, it's really interesting now that everything's in the cloud that you can do that right like you can't say, hey, like, you know, I, I'm going to censor, you know, take out this word and we're going to talk about Khalees as well. Like we're in this, this new world where um, that could happen in an instant, um, you know, unless you get that bootleg. <laughs> now that, the bootleg. that CD vinyl, bro, <laughs> if you if you got the hookup, if you if you slot Best Buy and you have to fucking Beyonce CD, holler at me. I'll pay top dollar. Like I'm going to flip on eBay. Those, those bootlegs have gone up in value. You know, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, I, I, and, and let's talk about the other thing. Like, I, I would even say, like, like that term being in on the album, and even like maybe the album itself was overshadowed by your girl, Khalees. <sighs> All right, so I, I, I'm gonna do this 
So, so here's my issue, right? Industry rule number 4080. We all know how it goes. This is not, Khalees is not the first, not the hundredth, not the thousandth person. You know, the, the, the dirty truth behind the record business from its inception are creatives not getting paid. From, from the very, I guarantee if you go down to fucking 1897, when the very first record was recorded, like that dude got punched in the face and his three pence got punched, taken out of his pocket. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, that's how old it's going. So I do think that, you know, I will say this much. I don't know if Khalees' claim specifically is a correct one. We can talk about that. We could talk about interpolation. We could talk about sampling. We could talk about beat making. I will say, though, her general gripe of her not getting her due is 100% correct. I do think that, you know, there's an argument to be made where, you know, I don't know if I agree with the way she went about it. I don't know if I agree with this very specific point, but I do also remember Puff Daddy chilling on Hot 97 and all of a sudden the locks call up on some like, bitch, give us our masters back. Yeah. And I think that I really can't blame an artist trying to, you know, take control of the cultural zeitgeist to trying to get some control back from the art they created just because it's so, such an accepted fucking transaction in the industry that you kind of have to do what you kind of have to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it kind of sucks. And it's like, it's, you know, and again, I, I hate it because, you know, you had a lot of wars where it's like, people are like, you know, pro Kelly's pro Beyonce, you know, fuck Pharrell, Pharrell's awesome. And they became this. And again, a lot of social media shit is fake, but I kind of hate it because you've got people, you know, you've got all these people who are obviously very talented and the discussion is about fucking literally business contracts and it sucks. Yeah, and, and and this was like a weird one. Um, so number one, like you know, Khalees getting screwed over by the Neptunes is, um, if you're in the industry, like it's not like new news. Um, you know, like she, like signed a bum contract. She was 19, and you know, like like and and these things happen. It's kind of crazy how you know you just have these quote unquote creatives in a room and they're collaborating they're vibing and like you know an album comes out of it and it's just kind of like a, oh yeah we're gonna split three ways you know and like some like contract comes in the mail that you can't <laughs> really read or decipher and you just sign because you you like hear about that verbal like oh yeah you know these are my friends you know and then like you look at your contract and you're getting like point zero 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 nine four <laughs> yeah <laughs> percent of royalties you know um and I think like that's a beef between Khalees and the Neptunes. Pharrell is obviously a hypocrite, um, just because I know he's trying to like do this whole thing where like he wants artists to like get their masters back. And I think you know, at this point, Pharrell has enough money and fame. Like even back then, they were getting like two hundred fifty k per like track, right? So um, there's enough, I think, for for Pharrell to make Khalees whole basically. Um, and like, I, I feel like Khalees should have her masters back and like, you know, also to like some type of backdating, that would be great. Um, because yeah, like Khalees, like, I don't know if it's like, um, her first album in Wonderland, which never got a proper release in the States, or if it's like the other Khalees was here or not, um, with like Milkshake, which is like the, her big, 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 huge hit. But the fact that Milkshake is like such a huge hit, 
Like, and, you know, Khalees is probably not making a dime off of that. It's, like, super crazy. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess, like, I guess it's the case because, like, you know, like, Khalees has performance credits but not writing credits. That's all Pharrell and, um, and Chad. Um, and I was just, like, watching fucking Dodgeball the movie <laughs> the other day. <laughs> and it's fucking, like, you know, Ben Stiller in a fat suit singing Milkshake and Khalees get no money off of that, right? So... I, you know, that's a beef between Khalees and the Neptunes, and I'm glad that, like, you know, she's able to kind of, like, bring that to light, and, like, now we're talking about it. I guess, like, in terms of what Beyonce, it's, like, I was, like, reading this, this like, article from this, like, music, you know, lawyer, and from a legal standpoint, Beyonce did nothing wrong. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I think, well, here's my issue, right? Going back to the idea of where I agree with the spirit, not exactly the specifics of it. Let's 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 keep it real. Let's keep it 100. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's, let's, let's bring it back to old school Wendy Williams. You know what I'm saying? I think the problem is that it's not a vocal sample. Yeah. It's it's the beat that unless Khalees is out here on the NPC doing magic I don't know about, you know, I'm going to kind of give the benefit of the doubt where the Neptunes probably made the beats. I'm going to just go on a leap here. And it's also an interpolation where it's not the fact of where is the actual beat. It's just a part of the song that sounds a lot like it. You know what I'm saying? It was so, so subtle that, like, yeah. you could blink if you miss it. Like, I was expecting it to be, like, Beyonce, like, singing Milkshake. Yes. And it's not. <laughs> yeah. and And the thing is... I'm going to say something else, I think, because there's been also like chatter about, oh, well, Beyonce has 24 co-writers and yada, yada, yada. I think people don't realize we're like in a post-blurred line world and that's kind of what's happening. Yeah. Where if you've got a part of a song that sounds like another part of the song, even though like, bam, I'm here, you know, imagine me, blonde, young, you know, white woman, you know, I'm here on my acoustic guitar strumming in the, in the, in the folk cafe and I, and I get this little song like you know, gets that show crow treatment. I'm out here, you know, on on the CMAs, you know, doing fucking what was Daddy Issues with Beyonce? What was her song? Oh yeah, yeah. Daddy yeah, Lessons. Well, like Daddy yeah. Lessons. Never did. So I'm, I'm out there doing the whole, you know, and just because maybe a little part of that, you know, maybe a little two three notes sound like an old Oasis song. I'm giving <laughs> Liam an old back. <laughs> like they they will kick the door down and be like, yo. For that three seconds of music, bitch, you owe us the bag. And, and that's the problem where close bird line, nobody wants to fuck around. It's why Miguel has to give fucking writing credits to fucking the Smashing Pumpkins, even though those songs have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. It is kind of the way it is of where you have lawyers ready at just, you know, frothing out the mouth for any kind of musical phrase that sounds like an old song. And you kind of have to give credit just to make sure your, your ass is covered. So even then, it, it's kind of fascinating because it's something where I felt like, Ten years ago, nobody would have gotten the credit for it. Yeah, that is to say, though, that does not excuse the fact of where you know somebody is getting paid off the sample. I, I like I said, I, I do think specifically only if you take it in a very small angle. I do think that the fact that it went to the Neptunes in this case, like I said, for interpolation of a beat that they most likely wrote, I see that it's fair, but. Going back to my Puff Daddy, Puff Daddy was just there chilling, you know, saying on the radio station, hanging out, you know, giggling with Angie Martinez, and these these angry locks Negroes call up, demanding their masters. Sometimes if you're getting wrong, you gotta do what you gotta do. So I am not mad at Khalees at the same time going on the gram, being like these motherfuckers, motherfuckers stole money from me. 
Yeah, and and, and that's the thing too. Like I, 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 I <clears throat> I'm not gonna say I feel bad for Beyonce, but I do think like Beyonce was like put in a very weird place. And, you know, I don't think to this point has, like, spoken up about it. She's removed the sample, but she hasn't, like, said anything pro-Kalise or pro-Neptunes. I think she's just kind of, like, hopefully quietly thinking that this will all go away and we'll focus on the music. But that's not going to happen, Bay. We out here talking yeah. about you. Um, but, yeah, it's like, a, like when, you, when you, you know, it's a really good point. Like, it, it's like it's like a weird thing where I'm sure it's like a lawyer who said, Hey, you have to like, this is interpolation. Let's cover our ass. And it just becomes like this whole like big thing. And Beyonce is like, okay, cool. Like I got cover my ass money. <laughs> so I'm just going to pay the Neptunes and keep it moving. Um, you know, I don't think I, it just doesn't seem like it's something where like Beyonce was like sitting around and then with the Neptunes and like you know, kind of like saying, "I want, I want to screw Kalise over," you know, <laughs> um, it, like it doesn't seem like that way. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's, like, it, it's a weird it's a weird time in music, and uh, you know, interpolations are just like super kind of crazy right now. Um, where yeah, like you like it literally if, if like two notes sound like you know, like. I think similar to something that uh, uh, two notes in like a third octave of another track, <laughs> you know, you might be liable. Um, but yeah, it just like opens up just like this crazy, like Pandora's box. And, and, you know, Khalees, I think was really kind of saying like, Hey, Beyonce should have reached out to me and said, Hey, I'm going to use the sample. Even, you know, she knew the sample was happening. Um, I've had this other artist reach out to me. Who's like not on Beyonce's level. I said, yes, and I, I kind of get that too. Like, you know, um, it's surprising sometimes, like just even being in the music industry, like how many people like hang out with each other and how many people actually never met each other, <laughs> you know? Um, but even that, I feel like, uh, again, like it might be a bit of a stretch. And, and this is coming from somebody who like really wants Khalees to get her bag, right? Um, so I don't know, man. It's like all, it's like fails all around. A lot of like a lot of aspects, you know. You know, I, I guess at the, at the end of the day, she was definitely wrong. And like I said, is I, I could definitely see the argument to be made, which I agree with. Where this was part, this, 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 it's like this. This might not have been the hill to die on, but what other hill does she have? At the end of the day, this is something that's been happening. She's been complaining. It's got no traction. She's still getting screwed. She could use the money. Pharrell definitely can't. Or I can't say that, but you know, Pharrell definitely oh, yeah. doesn't need any more money. It's not that big of a deal. And so it's just like, you know, and it, and it's and it's the art they created. So it means, I hate to say it, it means a lot more to her than it does to him. So like I said, I am not mad. Like I said, it's specifically the musicologist in me is just like, well, yada, 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 yada. I see, I see the lawyer side of why this is probably not it. But at the same time, what else? Is this like if you got the microphone in your hand now, if you got the attention, call it out. Be like, yo, Pharrell, give me my shit back. And like I said, I'm hoping it'll end up that way. I'm hoping maybe she made it hot enough where, you know, they'll kind of pay more attention. Maybe something will kind of come out of it. I hope. But like I said, is this, you know, something this is if you if you wrong somebody, sometimes you just get run up on. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. might, it might be on the Instagram live. And Ooh, and that's the thing. It. And it's like 
I kind of get the Bayhive was very pissed and thought she was going to get Beyonce and maybe she kind of did cross a couple of lines. But at the end of the day, you've got somebody who spent a lot of her youth working on this really classic album. You know, that still popular, that still endures, that she was able to still kind of play and do some shit. And she gets out of that cash. I got kind of understand the bitterness and I can understand the bitterness of watching, you know, her art kind of get passed around and wanting to at least get acknowledgement of it. So, you know, I got, like I said, it's, it's, if the, the, the music reviewer on me wants to be like, well, whoop, 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 and lawyer it out. But at the end of the day, I just hope that Khalees fucking gets what she deserves yeah. and that, you know, for all Neptune's make it right. That's all I can yeah. say. Yeah. She should get her back. And it's not, she, I don't even think she's asking for like a hundred percent. She's asking for her 30, 3% <laughs> of a track like milkshake. Um, that money is just sitting like in a vault somewhere. Um, so, bro, it's it's it's, it's it's Pharrell's sock fund. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Come on, bro. Yeah, it's, it's it's not it's not it's 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 his bubblegum fund. He's not he's yeah. not. Yeah. So, but uh, I think we've covered enough of the controversies. Let's get into it. Yeah, that's right. Beyonce has decided because <laughs> Beyonce has decided to save us from Drake <laughs> <laughs> and actually drop a good house album. She was like, this little light-skinned dude is not hitting it. I'm, I'm going to go channel the spirit of my queer uncle and make this fucking popping, make make 3 a.m. sweaty two-step dance floor backflips, grinding in the corner, making out. I guess we can't. Actually, shit. In the monkeypox era, I don't know if this is a good album or not, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but before the monkeypox era, this is what we needed. You know what I'm saying? Come out of the pandemic just, just tugging people down. You know, whatever. First person down, you know, with consents. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that uh, I, I'll, I'll wax poetic. So here's the thing, right? For me, uh, like Beyonce, I'm not going to call myself a Bayhive, but right around Beyonce 4 and to Beyonce self-titled, I kind of recognize what she was really doing, like Destiny's Child. I like the fact she was becoming artist on her own. Um, Lemonade. I had some so issues with, a, you know, on a song by song basis, but overall it was nice to kind of see a big pop artist crafting these big songs. Um, you had the Lion King soundtrack, which didn't hit per se when I first heard it, but seeing it in the video context and the fact she did the big video, like a whole like movie base for the fucking soundtrack itself is pretty cool. Like she's somebody where I think we don't really give her props because she's an artist, really artisting. Yeah. <laughs> when she could just kind of be, you know, just throw in a couple of remixes and show up there and just kind of dance a little dance and that's about it. So she's somebody trying to create art. I think this is a testament to that kind of talent she has. It's extremely well cohesive. The way the songs blend into each other. I remember Madonna Ray of Light was trying to do something similar, but nowhere as good as this. It's it just makes the album as a whole better. Um, Break My Soul was not a huge fan of it as a single, but in the album context, it goes. Oh yeah. Like it's just really, in my opinion, I'm not gonna say, even though there's certain songs here I love to death, um, these probably don't have the my favorite Beyonce songs, but as far as a piece of work from beginning to end, it's probably my favorite Beyonce album. What? Yeah. Wow. Uh, the 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 Bayhive has welcomed you back. I'm I'm back in, baby. That Procoli shit was only two seconds. I want that Bayhive loving. You're 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 back into the hive. You're a worker Woo. bee now. Zzz. You know. <laughs> um, I 
definitely not my favorite Beyonce album. I, I would even say like, um, like Lemonade. I think is a great album. Might be my favorite. Um, I'm not a huge. <laughs> the Bay High is gonna kick me out. <laughs> I'm gonna get stung <laughs> in my neck. <laughs> I mean, you know, look. I admire Beyonce. I love Beyonce. I've seen her live. Her live show is ridiculous. Uh, if you ever get to see her live, like please do. But I'm not saying I like I like listen to Beyonce albums all the time. Um, but I did think like Lemonade was co- cohesive work. Um, this is an album that I think really kind of grew on me. Um, I wouldn't say it's like my favorite Beyonce album, but it's definitely you. You can just kind of tell. Um, the mastery of of the Beyonce sound, right? Like she's kind of like looking at you know, hey, like house music, Afrobeat, dance, you know, like like the term Kiki now is a thing that people use outside of queer spaces, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, so obviously, like Beyonce being a trendsetter really um you know somebody who's who's just like really kind of um like of the moment you know so i i think her approach to this album was really great she has like really like there's just like singles on this album that i think you know maybe five ten years ago wouldn't be quote unquote singles but like you know break my soul is a single like an alien superstar is like a single um like virgo's groove it's like a single you know um, and, I, and I think like I just like love the fact that she's kind of like, hey, I'm going to make this summer album um, and I'm going to like really use this template and kind of really elevate it to like Beyonce level. Um, and it's funny, too, just because you have two summer albums, Drake and Beyonce, like two superstars. And I feel like, you know, I do enjoy the Drake album, but it feels like it's DC Comics versus Marvel. <laughs> you know, <Ooh. laughs> and, nerd you know, shots fired. Like, like same. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no offense Ooh. to our boy, our DC Comics boy. <laughs> <laughs> Snyderverse forever, bros. <laughs> you know, but um, I, I think the you know it's the same kind of influences. It's the same kind of vibes. It's kind of pulling from this '90s house era or Afrobeat or like you know kind of these queer spaces. Um, and just Beyonce did it better. Um, Beyonce just like really kind of, it just like felt more authentic coming from Beyonce. Um, and I think like the fact that, you know, basically it's a, a whole fluid album, almost feels like a DJ mix, um, was, was really great. Um, and yeah, like that lead in to Break My Soul was just like, I, I wish they could like made that a part of the single. Because I think yes. like, like you kind of needed that like you know that hit before break my soul um that just like made that 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 album like i mean that that track like stand out way more you know yeah so um you know for me it's it's, i think also on the low the engineering dear god oh yeah like like it's it's and again it's the, the modern era of everybody being able to make everything you know basically on an iphone is great for creativity wise I do think, and you've heard this a thousand times about how the max, the mastering and the mixing has taken the hit because everybody's trying to make it so that way it's not as possible and it goes to your Bluetooth, to your fucking AirPods, to fucking your shitty fucking MacBook speakers. But he, 
it's it's so like the synths she's using, everything just sounds so clear and the way that they'll they'll drop a sample that repeats and it'll fade in the background, but you can still hear it. It's just mwah. So like like I, the engineering work is fantastic. It's 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 up there. It's definitely a headphones kind of album. Um, like you mentioned, it is flows, you know, just just you know, you'll have a song that'll like start transitioning like fucking 20 seconds before and the beat comes in and it syncs perfectly. So it almost sounds like an out- outro, but it's really the intro for the next song. It's just, they did a lot here. And, and, and I guess it, it sounds like really just a Libra of love. And I kind of went hard at Drake to a certain extent, but I actually like the Drake album. Um, yeah, it's a great album. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the issue there is the fact of where, you know, it's like, it's, and I, and I want to kind of, and again, I'm, it's not like I'm being shady, but it's the idea of where he had he collected these really nice beats and it's kind of doing this whole melody thing on top of the beats. And that's a lot of house music, it's a lot of dance music. There's, there's the, you know, a lot of dance music is just vibes and beats, and you know, the vocal serve as a conditional like melody on top. What I like here is the fact of Beyonce is songwriting. Now, I'll put a certain asterisk there because I will f- fully admit the lyrics are kind of boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like Thick feels like a really, like a poor man's like Lizzo song. But I do think that the vocal ranges, the ideas, the fact where she might be doing, you know, she might be rapping in a patois that sounds a little bit, you know, half, half fucking Afrobeat that's half dance hall. The fact of where she might be doing something that sounds like a fucking, like a, like a, like a, like a ball, like a, like a queer ballroom, like chant. The fact she might do some vocal runs that's like classic Beyonce from the Destiny's Child. The fact she might, you know, do like subtle, sultry, like vocals. The fact she might go to like a disco song and both it out. Like she's doing a lot of things here vocally. Yeah. And there's a lot of great things happening melody. Like, you know, like it's, like I said, it's just a really well album. The, the, the lyrics, mm, but then again, like I said, she's doing pop music. I, I think for a certain extent that, you know, you know, Maybe, and I guess it could be me being harsh because I also remember one of the worst lyrics I've ever heard in my life is still, your breastuses is my breakfast. Shouts to Jay-Z. <laughs> 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 Which somehow didn't ruin that song or that album. So, but like I said, I think it's just really high level pop music. I think it's going to be interesting just because we've been kind of leaning towards like a, like a, obviously, I'll say disco, but generally by extension, dance music kind of revival, disco, house, techno. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, you've had Dua Lipa kind of have success doing it. We just talked about Drake. I think this is the first album, though, that's really going for this 90s, like house, like pure, pure dance. Like, like the, the, what's, the irony of it all is when she deviates, it's still dance music. Like yeah. there might be a slower song, but it's got a reggaeton beat. You know what I'm saying? They might be a faster song, but it's fucking Afrobeat. You know what I'm saying? You hear the fucking, like, the instrumentation behind it. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's very kind of cool to hear a hyper-focused dance album. I could say that maybe maybe it's since fucking Madonna's heyday, to a certain extent, where she was really... And, and again, I think that was more on the lines of the pop music of that era was more already kind of dancey. Like, yeah. You know, but, like... It's just kind of cool to kind of see an artist kind of go for it like like uh, enthusiastically, um, yeah. And I think it's a win. I, like like I, I it's like I'm not gonna be like it's my favorite album of the year, but like you know like, like you know the, the the she she understood the assignment to put it lightly. Oh yeah, you know and, yeah. And she nailed it. So yeah, no, like I said, it's it's something where and like I said, for me, 
like you know, I still I, there's a lot of great fucking singles. I don't think there's anything here that hit me as hard as Partition or Drunken Love. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, as a as a album from beginning to end, it's really like just a perfect little like hour long, like you said, dance mix. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and I think it's just like really interesting too, just like I, I just we're at this really interesting time where like we have like two of the biggest superstars. I don't think these are like the two biggest albums of the year, even like streaming wise, but like, you know, two of the biggest superstars of both rap rap and R and B pop have made dance albums. You know? Yeah. And and I, I think that's like to me like this. I don't think people are talking about that enough. Like this is like, and, and it's funny because Drake has a writing credit on Heated, <laughs> on Beyonce's album. Yeah. Um. But you know, it's just kind of really interesting that um, you know, like 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 we have these these artists who I, I would say even like like making a like house music album is taking a risk. You know, like like. Granted, we have like these cool parties in New York and LA and shit like that, but like you know, you still gotta look at Iowa, right? Yeah, it's just it's, yeah. So you know, yeah, you have these two artists like kind of taking a risk, kind of saying like, hey, like you know, um, like I want to be authentic to this culture. You know, even with Drake, you know, he might be a bit of a culture vulture, but at least he's trying. You know, he's not like just like like he's you know at least you know being able to lift up like parts of the culture and Beyonce just like really going full force so um yeah I think it's just like really interesting like to to have these albums kind of back to back um and and just like have them in in this world in this space and you know again like there are all these like house music parties that are popping up and and now they there's like kind of a soundtrack to to the summer which i think is really interesting so um yeah like like props to them because they I, I feel like beyonce could have made eliminate part two and you know like and she could probably if this album car probably would have been more successful but the fact that she's like no like i want to embrace this culture i think that that's noteworthy yeah, no, and like I said, it's going back to the controversies. I, I think that it's a little bit unfortunate that a lot of it overshadowed it, but, like, this was definitely, a, like, I won't say at risk. She's still Beyonce. You know, if there's a tour, she's still making her money, but, like I said, it, it is kind of fascinating to see that, and, like, for a lack of a better term, you know, you have these two black artists that are going back to a certain genre that we helped create that kind of we stepped away from. Yeah. And I think that's kind of good for the culture. I think that, you know... Ideally, you know, the idea of, you know, post-pandemic people want to dance. I, I think it's a signal towards the future. I'm going to say, I, I think, I think trap beats are kind of on fucking on notice right about now. Oh, yeah. And I don't oh, think yeah. necessarily hip hop as a whole, but I think slower BPMs. I think music that's not inherently danceable. I think that's going to be kind of, kind of, it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of trans, transforms hip hop in general, because, you know, I'm not going to be like hip hop was necessarily fucking, you know, electro breaks the whole, its whole existence, but it's the, the idea of where you've got this hip hop that's a little bit too slow to kind of dance to is relatively recent. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I think that it's only inevitable we have a correction of where the PPMs get quicker and dances come out. And I think that, you know, all the signs are pointing towards one direction. Not to say there's a correlation between TikTok dances and real life dances, 
that is say there's a correlation between like fucking these pop mega stars making fucking these house house music albums and let's say fucking 21 Savage. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, it is definitely, you know, signs of pointing in a certain direction. And I think I'm here for it. I think it's it's time for a certain shift in sound. I think that, you know, kind of being mired in a kind of certain auto-tuned, sad hip hop shit. It's kind of done, and like you know, I'm I'm hopeful for the future. Maybe not for humanity, but definitely for music. Yeah, no, definitely, yeah, definitely. Yep. And then um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take over Stone. Uh oh, I'm out. And and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna because only because it's, it's a good segue. So so going back to the idea of this is new music, by the way. New music. New music. Uzi Vert. So probably one of the biggest stars in, in the current era, you know, you know, I'm not gonna say he's, you know, you've got Uzi Vert, you've got fucking Young Thug, you've got Future, but you know, these are the gods. So he dropped an album kind of, you know, again, back to the same store BPMs and everything else. Um, I know it was interesting because I guess he was arguing online because I guess people were kind of saying that it was kind of a dub um, because this is basically, I guess he called it like a prelude to his new album coming out, I think, this year or maybe this summer. I don't know how soon it's going to come out. But, um, so yeah, so you've got this album that comes out and it's perfectly fine. Um, Uzi Vert's last album, Eternal Take, was kind of split into different parts where he had some parts that were a little more like, I don't necessarily say Philly style, but definitely more focused on spitting. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, Uzi Vert kind of made his name as being a regular rapper rapper. And then kind of his alternative take on, on let's say, auto-tune trap kind of brought him the fame that he has. Um, this record, I think, is kind of fascinating because as opposed to Eternal Take, where he kind of split those sides together, here he's kind of combining them all together. So you'll have a song with the hooks, but if you kind of pay attention to what he's saying, he's actually spitting. Um, and it's honestly, if you're an Uzi Vert fan, if you're a fan of the genre, it's really good. Um, I think it's kind of fascinating that, you know, people are going at him for kind of saying, well, it's not blowing up, yada, 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 because obviously that's something intense. Um, even though it's kind of pop focused, you, you know, I, you really can't have like, you know, in this era, I don't know if you could have four minute pop songs with like, <laughs> like 96 bars. But yeah, so like, is this kind of cool to kind of see, you know, him kind of still pushing it forward? I know I kind of mentioned that the style's kind of changing. It still shows that there's some life into it. And it's kind of fascinating to kind of see like the changeover kind of happening. We'll see if that's really long term. But I kind of wanted to shout it out just because, like I said, it's it's. I feel like Uzi Vert gets his flowers on a pop level. He gets his like flowers on like a really trashy, rolling loud, bad white person level. Shouts. But uh, I think that the idea of him kind of like still kind of honing his style kind of gets lost in the sauce. So that's when I kind of that was when I was vibing to a little bit, and I was like, oh, this is pretty solid. So you know, props to him. Cool, cool. I will definitely check that out. I, I, I feel like Vert is like one of the most unique rappers and, and you know, like out there. And the fact that he was like a East Coast, like boom bap rapper. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's really, really interesting. Um, and, and you know, the but the fact that he can like balance that and kind of like revisit that when he needs to, I think it's really, really interesting and really versatile. So um, I'll definitely check that out. Um and speaking of East Coast Boom Bap, um, we'll Da-da-da. lead into <laughs> my selection for this week, which is uh, Joey Badass uh, 2000 is the album, uh, the latest release from, from Mr. Badass. Um, so Joey Badass is like a really interesting person, um, you know, and, and I think like, you know, he back, I think when 
you had like your Kendricks and you had like your like you know I guess quote unquote conscious rapper backpack rapper like boom bap rap, um, but it was like in a weird space and and I I think. I forgot when 1999 came out, but it was like the early 2010s, like rap was kind of in a weird place. And you had this like this like 17, 18 year old kid just really rapping over kind of old school East Coast beats. Um, and I love that mixtape. I think it's one of my favorite mixtapes of that era. And I, I, I think it's something that's like really interesting and unique. I love boom bap hip hop. I'm an old ass man, you know? So, um, and it's like this kid's doing it. And the beat selection on that mixtape was like incredible. Waves that Freddie Joe can beat is probably still one of my favorite beats of all time. Um, and, and I think like I don't know, like like it was a really interesting way that he kind of came out to the market and kind of came out and you know like introduced himself. But I think you know it was like also just ahead of its time you know it was before like Griselda it was before like Freddie and Mad Lib it was before like the culture is ready for something like that um, even like I think it was even pre-Kendrick it was like maybe like around Section 80 whatever but like um, and definitely pre like you know J. Cole like Forest Hills Drive right so um, I don't think the culture was ready like the, the wider hip hop culture was ready for it and you know I think like Badass is kind of like you know like All American Badass was kind of like it's pop attempt um, you know Escape from New York was kind of like a weird I don't know what the album was and I feel like that kind of like he's always been trying to figure out what he wanted to be in this like you know kind of hip hop world where you have like an Uzi Vert who has to kind of make pseudo like emo <laughs> to get on <laughs> Um, so, you know, like this past week he dropped 2000, which is his latest release, which, you know, I guess it's almost like a sequel to his mixtape. Um, and I really, really like this album. Um, I, I don't think it's as good as the mixtape, but the mixtape is also like steeped in nostalgia for me because, uh, it was just like at a time when I was hustling and like, you know, whatever, uh, 1999. Uh, but I, I think like the one of the things that I'm realizing listening to like, 2000 and all American badass kind of like back to back like Joey badass is 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 definitely like a mixtape dude and that's not a, a slight at all I think he thrives in kind of like the mixtape environment the kind of the dirty dusty beats where it's like all American badass was kind of like like you know poppy trying to go for that big like kind of maybe polished hip-hop sound and I think he kind of uh, was just I don't know, like not up to that moment. So I'm glad that he's kind of like maybe digging back into the archives and, and kind of like going to back to the well of what made him famous. Um, having that said, I mean, there's some, some really like decent albums on like tracks on here, but there's, you know, there's a few like brand new nine 11 with West side gun, obviously like, you know, having like West Side Gun track is a good look. <laughs> um, you know, like um, there's a track with Larry June, One of Us. Um, I, I think there's some really standout tracks here. Um, there's like the one track, Show Me, that samples are Men I Trust, which I was not expecting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, you know, I, I, I think like the beat selection is good. I think like the, the track selection is good. I think Joey's back in his element. I will say he's probably not like my favorite rapper. Um, I think. 
unfortunately is a little bit forgettable in the rhymes. And I do think that it's more about this, the, the beat selection than the actual like lyricism um, to me, which I think is not like problematic, but like doesn't like is- ensure that you're like a long standing, like long lasting rapper in my, in my book. So, um, and then, you know, but there's good tracks on here, like survivor's guilt. He talks about, um, you know, losing like capital Steve's from pro era. So, um, yeah. you know, like, like peace. yeah, RIP. So, you know, I, I think it's a solid, solid listen. If you liked, um, 1999, it's a good revisit. Um, if you're like me, where you kind of skipped over most of his disc- discography, um, I, I, I think it's meant for people like me to kind of revisit and like re engage with him. So. You know, I'm not mad at it. You know, it's his career is always interesting to me because he kind of came out as this hip hop rivalist, and kind of you could see him like taking this path that was trying to kind of be more like an entertainer. He he was he was killing it in fucking in uh, Mr. Robot, um, and like you know you, you saw him kind of do these little twists and turns where it seems very obvious his home was kind of to be like more of a hip hop classist, um, cl- cl- classicist. I don't know, but either way, classic hip hop type dude. And you're right. It kind of sucks because he kind of he, he, he what's the irony of it for him to come out at that era where it's like, oh, this is like a hip hop revival. Irony is, and now it's just regular ass, just boom bap hip hop, which is just accepted. You know what I'm saying? Like if another 19 year old came out doing that same shit, nobody'd be like, oh my god. It's just he does what he does. You know what I'm saying? The same way how you have acts like Pink Sifu to West Side Gun to like Gibbs to like fucking my favorite Mike. Like these dudes rapping over these old school samples are kind of like you know it's kind of back in back in style again, but again I should say. So yeah, so it's kind of cool to see him kind of come back. Um, I don't know, like I said, it's bringing back to the Uzi Vert. It's just weird because you see the pressures of where you know you 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 kind of have to sometimes sacrifice what you feel. I should say, let me be very specific. You feel like you're gonna have to make these certain sacrifices artistically to kind of get the bag. And sometimes it's not really worth it. Sometimes you kind of have to stay in your 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 wheelhouse, let's just say, because that's where you kind of thrive. And it's kind of cool to kind of see him kind of come back home. I'm hoping, like, if he's doing songs with West Side Gun, he'll kind of lean more into this. I think there's a space for him to really grow, because Lord knows it was like fucking young as shit. So it's not like he's an old rapper, you know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, I hope to see him kind of expand and kind of explore and kind of do different things. But I think he's in a good place. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and you know, I, I think it's just really, like, it, it's ripe for a comeback. And from a strategy standpoint, I think, like, position, positioning this album, calling it 2000, you know, like, having the same, like, um, album art as, like, your mixtape that broke you, um, and kind of including, like, a West Side Gun and Larry June, like, things like that. Like, I, I feel like from a strategy standpoint, I'm not mad, you know. So, yeah, yeah, no, no. Just check it out. Check it out. All right, and that's our end of new music. Like we end every podcast. Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your family. Take care of strangers. It's weird out there. Strange out there. We're in new times, but we'll get through it together. We love y'all. Peace. Peace. Peace.